Hello, all you slut enthusiasts, other sluts and perverts. Welcome to the Slut Next Door. And I am your Slut Next Door, Miss Beatrix. I am a taboo phone sex operator, audio porn creator, and just an overall slut who wants to talk about slutty things, kinks, fetishes, and all the dirty and hidden things that hide inside of our heads. And today, I talk with a dear friend named Millie, and he talks about how he fucked his biological sister. Wow. It is such a great conversation, so continue listening if you want to hear how little boy Millie had sex with his own sister. And make sure you tune in to the end where I talk about where you can find the Slept Next Door podcast and how you can interact with me. So without further ado, here is episode five, I Fucked My Sister. Well, hello, Millie. Hello, Miss B. So glad that we're having this conversation today. And before we just jump into it, I always like to give, you know, a nice biography background. And this is my friend Millie that I'm speaking with today. And um, I have a really great bio background that I talked with him about. And we, <laughs> we wanted to say this on his background that he is born on his way to dying. So that's his background, <laughs> which I think is fabulous. <laughs> that encapsulates who I know right there for Millie. So let's go ahead and jump into the topic. This is titled, I fucked my sister. So yeah. Catchy. We- Yes, yes. How can you not listen to this? So, Millie, you really did fuck your biological sister. So let's just hop into it. Who initiated this and how old were you? Like, just set the setting for us. So I initiated it um, and I was probably about nine at the time. And she was kind of two and a bit, two and something years younger than me. She was about seven at the time. Um, And it was my initiation. Very young. I mean, that's, that's young. Single digit young. Yeah. So you initiated it. Yeah. And. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, well. Mm-hmm. I don't have huge memories, like in terms of my first memories, but this is one of my very first striking memories. I know nine sounds a bit old, but um, I remember being at school uh, and in the school, for, you know, for kids of that age, they would kind of sit all the tables and chairs around um, in like a square mm-hmm. or a rectangle, you know, so the kids were facing. Mm-hmm in on each other mm-hmm. and uh, there was a girl that sat opposite me and I remember that she started basically flashing she started mm-hmm. opening a leg and you could follow 
the line of her legs up under her skirt, but there, there was nothing there. <laughs> it, it happened more than once. And as she kind of became more emboldened, I think, um, she sort of opened her legs wider. Uh, and then there was that point at some point where I managed to follow the line of her sort of th- inner thigh mm. all the way up and she didn't have any knickers on. Mm. And I suddenly saw <laughs> this, 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 well, there's nothing there. There was a tiny little line between her legs uh-huh. and I became fascinated by the difference really between what I had and what she had, because aside from that, you know, maybe length of hair, there wasn't anything different, really, yeah. um, except for that. And so, yeah, I became slightly obsessed with that. And mm-hmm. in short, I introduced it into the play at home with my sister. And it kind of, it started off, um, you know, doctors and nurses or, you know, mummies and daddies building forts, all that kind of stuff that I think kids do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were in one of these forts one time, and I said something like, I think I explained to some, like, you know, this, this thing happened at school. And, um, uh, uh, and yeah, basically, <laughs> would you show me yours? <laughs> I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where it started. And, you know, we didn't have sex straight away at that age, but that's where the initial sort of contact, initiation and reasoning mm-hmm. kind of came from. So I want to go back a little bit because um, so this is assuming you had never seen a uh, you know, a female's genitalia until that little girl at school. Like you and your sister didn't have baths or anything like that. Not that I remembered. Mm-hmm. Not that I could remember. No, hmm. no. I think um, at that age as well, we were living in a situation. I don't think we had a bath. We were, yeah, living in a pretty small place. And um, I, there wasn't a bath; it was like showers. So we would we would be having individual. Mm. You know, we won't go in together. And even you know, even if kind of you went to the beach or you know, you went you went to the pool. I don't recall ever sort of having any kind of time when I really yeah noticed. No, not until that moment at school. Yeah. So you so you saw that girl's genitalia between her legs at school. Like, what was going through your mind? The first thing was just it was just fascination. Honestly, it was fascination in just the difference. Mm. It was, why, why, why is there nothing there? <laughs> <laughs> what, why do I have, why do I have this thing? And there's nothing there. And that looks much nicer, by the way. Um, and... Yeah, I want. I think I want one of those instead. <laughs> That's sort of kind of what was going on. So I want to have a, a closer look now. What made me initiate that that first time? 
I don't really know. I don't really know. I can speculate, but that's always from a perspective of adulthood. Yeah. You know. So, you know, and you also mentioned so you, you and your sister were like playing nerves, playing doctor, things of that nature. So mm. what were you do? Like, were you inspecting her area during that because of that? Uh, situation yeah like this but like um, yeah so we were like in this fort you know that kids mm -hmm. like mate with your um with sheets and you know pillows and all that kind of stuff right in your room yeah. well i think most kids do that kind yeah. of thing and uh yeah, we were in there and it was sort of um i think it was like doctors and nurses and stuff and and it was you know i'm going to inspect you now i'm going to make sure everything's okay so we just need to take this off. And then I think I just carried on in that, in that sort of vein. And now, I mean, you know, she's younger than me. She, I mean, I'm only nine, but she, of course she's even younger. So she's, what, that's seven. Mm -hmm. I don't suppose there was any real, there was any real kind of, uh, um, I don't really think that she thought anything of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it probably just seemed like innocent play. I, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think it, it, it probably started out as innocent play. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I, you know, this is where we're going to get into a tricky area because, mm -hmm. you know, maybe we'll come onto it later about innocence and guilt and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, certainly started out, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the first time we did this. I had in my mind that we were going to have sex. Cause I don't really think I knew, great deal about what sex was then mm -hmm. so it developed over years but that was yeah that was the initial thinking when you first you know had your hands on your sister's little pussy did it feel mm. like you were doing something wrong in that moment or did can you remember that like what did you I guess I'm trying to understand like as a boy, did you think you were doing something wrong? Pardon? As a boy, did you think you were doing something wrong? And no, 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 I didn't. Mm. I didn't. I, I, I had no sort of concept that that was wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was feeling, when we talked about, you know, my hand was was on a pussy. It was. It, it felt, it kind of, honestly, it felt like, it felt good on my fingers. It felt, it felt like it belonged on my fingers. Mm. It was very smooth, obviously. And it was, uh, it was so neat and tucked away. And, you know, because even at that age, it's not fully developed, so very, very little thin line, mm. you know, like a vulva. And um, when I touched it and stroked it, it kind of felt, it felt, uh, yeah, it didn't feel, it certainly didn't feel wrong. I don't want to say it felt right, mm -hmm. but it didn't feel wrong. Yeah, like, um, like I'm thinking, like, did you 
did you ever kind of have that internal panic? Because I remember having that as a child, doing things, and you're like, oh, I hope mom and dad don't walk in, you know. Not then. Not at that point. Mm. I did later on. Yeah. I mean, this, uh, it, like, the whole thing kind of lasted for about four years. And so, you know, nine to 13, there's quite a lot of changes in that time. Yeah. 14, I was. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, that, that definitely came on because there was a, a much better, un- it was a much better understanding that it was wrong mm. as time went by. Yeah. And so then I did have to, um, I remember trying, I just remember being careful, you know, yeah. trying to be careful. I just remember trying to be careful. That's the thing. Um, so it must have dawned on me that it was something not, not quite right or acceptable by the time, you know, I was thinking like that. So you said four years, that's a long Mm. time. Like how often was that happening? Quite regularly, quite regularly. um, You know, it, it, it started off as I described and then, it would kind of progress each time. So I would say, I mean, I say quite regularly, I'm not talking like every day, but I, I can kind of remember at least maybe a couple of times a month, Mm. at least, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe more, maybe, maybe once a week at some points, but it it was enough for for there to be that sort of progression where (laughs) like we do as adults, you know, yeah, you, you progress through that sort of experience, and so touching her between her legs, licking her, you know, kissing her. She would do the same to me, and you know, as I started masturbating a lot more, understanding my own body, I would then encourage her to to do that to me, mm. and. And then I would sort of continue exploring her outside initially, then more sort of further inside, you know, with tongues and fingers. And it, it, it didn't, but it, the weird, it's a weird thing. It didn't feel like sex at that time. Certainly in those first couple of years, it really didn't feel like sex. It did feel more sexual as I kind of went into puberty, you know, and I kind of became a bit more aware. Yeah. Yeah, and that, so that was my next question. So, you know, I'll I'll ask you, I'm trying to picture, I'm trying to visualize <laughs> these two young yeah. children. Like, are you, are you kissing? Is there oral? Would you mention that? Um, yeah. Like kissing yeah. on the mouth? Not very, not really. Not very much. I mean, so, I, I mean, at the beginning, there was kind of a little bit. But actually, we moved on from that because kissing is so. I say is so. <laughs> it, it. Yeah, I think we moved on from that because I think I don't know. Maybe there's something a bit more. It's going to sound weird, but a bit more kind of emotional about kissing. There's a bit more. It's a bit more sort of intimate and a bit more personal. I don't think that we really kind of got that. So we we did it because we were copying what we saw, but it it didn't 
he didn't, you know, he didn't really give, he didn't give me anything. I don't think he gave her anything. Mm-hmm. But kissing on the rest of the body, yeah, mm. you know. And we explored, I explored, you know, a lot, a lot of her body um, at that time. You know, her butt, her legs, uh, all around uh, her pussy. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, she did the same to me. So, yeah, there would be oral. She, I get to touch me and play with my cock and kiss it, lick it, um, suck it. We would go in, we would do, you know, get into kind of 69 positions mm. where, you know, we would kind of, <laughs> we would kind of see how good we could make the other one feel. It really was quite innocent, I would say, yeah. for a couple of years, you know. And it was just sort of like that, um, just exploring that, that kind of, again, that main sort of difference. And, of course, as, um, you know, as I began to develop and ejaculate more, we had more fun with that, um, seeing how far you could make it shoot, <laughs> seeing what it was like when it, you know, landed on her body. Mm. Um I would try and, you know, I'd play games, it's mad, I'd play games with it, like, coming, you know, coming on a, like, at the top of a slit and then watching watching it dribble down, you know, mm. and, crack and we would kind of giggle about it most of the time, I think. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Very it, childish. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It really, and it really was childish, yeah. you know. I, it was, and also it was so much kind of easier to see when I was pleasured. She could see what she was doing, right? Or I could see what I was, what she was doing. It was easy to, you know, to follow. And, and <laughs> guess what? Even at that young age, still didn't really know how women's bodies worked. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, I'd be fiddling around with her. And then she would make some kind of noise, I think, that was sort of nice. But I wasn't exactly sure what I'd done. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was tongues and fingers and there was, you know, there was a hole and there was other other bits as well, you know, especially as she developed as well. Mm. And that, you know, all of that. So, so So because it was kind of constantly developing, it was almost like that. That kind of kept us, kept giving us the, the 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 sort of newness, if you like. The mm. oh look, oh look, no, look, he does that now, or what's that? <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Now. So it was very childish for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it was. In those childish years, was there actual intercourse? No, mm. no, not in those first. Not in those first couple of years. No, it was not, no. Lots of other things, but no. Did it happen? Did intercourse eventually happen? Yeah. Yeah, so probably after a couple of years, you know, I was about 11, I suppose, maybe coming a little bit closer to 12. And, you know, a full-blown puberty. Mm -hmm. Hormones everywhere. I definitely was much more aware of sex. 
we uh, we still had porn magazines back then mm-hmm. in that day, <laughs> and I had acquired some, mm. uh, and I'd, I'd acquired some from a from a store that I worked in part time because <laughs> uh, you could you know like a news agent sort of thing yeah. and i had a, you know just helping out so i'd acquired um one or two of these and also it was back in those days as well you would find porn magazines out you would find them out in like hedgerows and you know along <laughs> like in, in, in a field discarded or you know along a discarded train track i kind of lived in the country so you would find that kind of stuff. So anyway, poor magazine. So when you're looking at it, of course, you know people are worried about how kids, you know, grow up with porn today. Well, it was no different back then, but it was just obviously a lot, a lot kind of softer and a lot less of it. But <laughs> there was fucking in it, and mm. so that was a natural progression. It seemed to me, mm. and um, and then I would sort of bring that magazine. I would show her. And say, so, you know, why don't we try this? Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, exactly. And so she was up for that. Yeah. She was up for that. She would have been, what, I guess about nine, mm-hmm. maybe coming on ten. So even even at that age, it's a big difference between a, you know, a seven-year-old and, a, let's say, an almost ten-year-old mm-hmm. in terms of their development. So she had developed... Um, and, you know, the idea of kind of going inside, uh, I mean, she was very tight. I played inside her with my fingers. I put my tongue, you know, tried to push her up inside her as well. And she was very small and very tight, but I did change. Mm-hmm. It did change, you know, it, 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 I mean, you know. Everything else grows. Like, isn't isn't your eyeballs the only thing that doesn't doesn't grow when you're born? That's already that's the kind of fixed size. But I think everything else grows. Right. So, um, like my cock, her pussy grew, mm. and so it became easier. And so, yeah, when I was like, let's you know, do you want to try this? Let's try this. Let's do this. And it was normal. And also, you know, you got to be. It was slightly by then. It was sort of naughty. You know, we mm. did understand it was sort of quote wrong it was a bit mischievous Mm. um but she was still kind of into it um and that's how yeah that's how i kind of introduced that Mm -hmm. and you're going to want to know you're going to want to know what that was like aren't you (laughs) i wanted to ask so i was just thinking uh as a boy especially in these later years did you tell any of your friends no 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 I knew you know I knew by then I think when I was younger it was it didn't strike me then as newsworthy (laughs) and then as soon as I understood it was a bit sort of newsworthy I knew enough by then to know that it was the wrong kind of news (laughs) so I know I kept that I kept that pretty quiet well I kept it I kept it quiet completely so 
What did you th- what did you think I was going to ask you? <laughs> so what was it like when you fucked her? Mm. What was it like when you put your cock inside your sister's pussy? Yes. What did I feel like Millie, what I'm guessing was that like what was <laughs> that like putting your little child cock into yeah. your sister's pussy? Mm. Well, it was great. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm a uh, 11 going into 12, eventually sort of 13 year old boy, um, and it felt great. I mean, it was tight, and it was it 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 was warm. It was everything you want a pussy to be. <laughs> you know. Speaking Wait. as an speaking as an adult, I now know that that's everything you want a pussy to be. <laughs> right? You know, Way uh, at the time, hand. well, yeah, at the time it just felt like a really hot, warm, wet glove. Mm. Um, and I think we all know that that is, you know, that's the perfect little case for your cock, isn't it? <laughs> so it felt it physically, it felt. It felt, yeah, great. I mean, it was, it was better than masturbating, wasn't it? So it did feel good, and and I and I would do it. We would do it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think by then, um, you know, by then we kind of knew, we sort of knew each other's, we knew each other's bodies quite well by then, and. Um. Yeah, it felt amazing, and and she she enjoyed it. She did enjoy it. She would. The inner. Um, yeah, she would. She would say it. You know, um, as much as somebody like, at that age can say it, but also you could tell because of the way um, her body sort of reacted to it. Mm. There was something, but there was something more than just kind of, you know, as well as it feeling good, I was still kind of fascinated by what it must have been like for her, you know, to have this little slip between your legs, Mm -hmm. which just doesn't look like anything. And then it can stretch out if you put something in it and you could go in deep. And I was just fascinated with this idea of, just having holes, just having holes, yeah, <laughs> and, not, yeah. and not things sticking off you, you know, sticking out, <laughs> right? Right, it's, it sounds even madder when I say it, but that's really what it was. It was so there was the enjoyment physically, but also the the continued sort of fascination with just with the vagina, mm. oh, yeah. how it looks how it curves and you know into the body and um what happens when you put things in it yeah yeah and i mean it's what's wild is that you are a young boy and you you know how it works <laughs> like you know which parts your sister reacted to and you know what that felt like from such a young age that's that's just what really blows my mind I think the most. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, and mine too, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's like anything, isn't it? If you, 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 you practice, you investigate, you pay <laughs> attention, and you kind of, you know, you kind of get, you kind of get better at it. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was good. It was good, and it was, but it was naughty. Mm. But it it was naughty. But it it wasn't sort of. But it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Does that make sense? It, it was does. naughty, but it wasn't bad. Right. Like um, that's what I kept telling myself. You guys myself. were just. <laughs> you guys were just feeling making each other's bodies feel good. Um, yeah, but I think we knew it was naughty. But we didn't think it was bad. We didn't think we were bad at doing it. But we knew, we knew, I think, I, I knew, certainly, and then she increasingly knew, because that's how it kind of came to an end, um, is, is that it was, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't right. It wasn't, um, it wasn't, and I'm going to use the word, it wasn't normal. Mm. Right. Speaking of normal, when when you guys were exploring your bodies and having sex as children, what was that like? Like like at the family dinner table, you know, like or you know, just regular interactions with your sister. Were, were there any like tensions or little, especially in the end when you started realizing that it was naughty to do? Yeah. So what, what um, was that like? Yeah, there were there were tensions. Yeah, there were tensions. Um, my parents, uh, our interaction with them was was no different. It was absolutely no different. But with each other, and particularly as we got a bit older, a bit more competitive, and just being siblings. And just being, you know, me and her, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of went a bit sour. And it was, you know, when when it was fine, like when we were younger, did, 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 because there wasn't that sort of realisation, the interactions outside of of uh, those thoughts were completely, was, was no different to any other, mm. you know, to any other house you'd mm-hmm. go to. And I suppose it, it there was tension kind of as this sort of realization of what we were doing, mm-hmm. you know, came in. And I um I was more I was more happy to kind of continue and keen to continue than she was. So that that then did sort of provide some tension. But, you know, parents put it down to just sibling like squabbling and mm-hmm. you know not getting on yeah but there was there was a deeper sort of underlying um issue of course that they didn't know yeah so you're like and before i ask this too actually let me back up because i wanted to ask too and with the intercourse were you coming inside of your sister yeah hmm. yeah Oh God, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I said I was going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, when I started coming, you know, I told you about the kind of the game. You know, pl- I'd play sort of coming on her, on her. Yeah. And then, 
but yeah, we would do the same thing inside. I knew, you know, I knew. <laughs> I was pretty sure that she couldn't have a baby. My understanding mm-hmm. was, you know, too young to have a baby. Mm-hmm. I know that babies come from from this, mm-hmm. but you're too young to have a baby. Yeah. So this is okay. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thankfully, you know, that never, no baby ever came. Thank God. <laughs> uh, but I, um, yeah. I so on that reasoning and that basis. Yeah, I did. I would come in a, it would be different amounts. It would be, you know, if I'd been like masturbating a lot, there wouldn't be a lot. If I hadn't, there would be more, mm-hmm. nothing different there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, again, like, one of the things would be to, to kind of come in her and then see what happened to it. Mm-hmm. So... We were would you try. Like, yeah, Go were on. you like touching it afterwards? After yeah, <laughs> it was like okay, so just lie on, you know, open your legs and then to see what happens. And then it was okay. Well, what what, what happens if you sit up? What happens when you sit up? Or what happens if you know if I put my hand underneath? Or what happens if you you know if you're on top and then I come in and, and then you just stay there? Like, will it leak out over you know over me? Also, like when you climb off, um, yeah, all of that, all of that. Can't remember. Did I do much? I don't really think I did a lot of. I'm trying to think. I mean, it's not all crystal clear. I don't remember um, me like tasting the cum from her. Mm. I don't remember doing anything like that. My my taste for cum came a little bit later on, <laughs> as I got a bit older. <laughs> I'm just, um, I was having a little internal chuckle because I'm thinking of the two of you children being like, you know, well, Mrs. Williams just taught us at school about gravity. So surely it's supposed to leak out of there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I did, yeah, it wasn't quite, you know, well, we just had gravity, you know, a physics class, but it was, but it was just, yeah, let's just see what happens. Hmm. You know, it's fucking, very it's childish, mental, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, very, you know, how quickly does it come out? <laughs> yeah. You know, how, how far up does it go? <laughs> how long does it take to come out? All those kind of things, yeah. 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 So... Working with the math, you said four years, so that makes you about 13 and her 11 towards the end. Mm-hmm. So what happened there at the end? Why did it stop? Yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately it stopped because she wanted to stop. Um, ultimately, that's kind of why it stopped. It took a little while to get there. Because I was quite, um, oh, I don't know what's the word, persuasive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm reluctant to use the word insistent mm. because it has a very different sort of connotation, doesn't it? But mm-hmm. I may well have been more insistent than I was persuasive. Um, well, what was her reasoning? 
the first time she said no or you know let's not what was did she the first thing she was like no i don't i don't really want to well you know the first time she said it you know i wasn't I didn't sit, I sit her down and grill her, you know, giving her interrogation. Mm-hmm. You just kind of go, oh, well, okay. But then, you know, it, the sort of the the rebuttals kind of increased. And then, as if I was, but if I was kind of persuasive, she would she would kind of go, okay, you know, and sort of do it. N- not like it's really hard to explain. Not she would still kind of enjoy it. I think. It was different, but she wasn't, you know, she wasn't lying there crying mm-hmm, right? <laughs> like that. But I could sense that the mood had changed. And I think she started talking about her body mm-hmm. and she was getting a bit more shy. And also she's not so, so sure it's right. I think it was a combination of, you know, of several things, her kind of going into puberty, mm-hmm. her having a wider awareness of, um, you know, also she'd then by then gone into the next school, right? The kind of upper school, I think what you call middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, we'd gone from the primary elementary up until the next one. And, you know, it's a big step and you, you become a lot more aware of lots of things when you go in there. So I think it was a lot of different things that came together, but she clearly was backing off from the idea and her body was changing. You know, her hips had kind of filled out a bit more. I noticed that her tits had started to, you know, puff out a little bit more, that, that she was carrying a bit more, you know, um, puppy fat, like around her belly mm-hmm. uh, and her thighs. Um, and that she, you know, started getting little whiffs of hair on her pussy. Mm. Um, so I noticed those kind of changes. So I think that may have been something, a part of it. And it just sort of dwindled, I suppose, mm-hmm. to the point where I kind of realised that she wasn't really happy and she didn't really want to do it anymore. And something to me just sort of said, okay, well then, you, you know, you, you can't, you can't carry on. Mm. So I didn't, but that process did take probably about six months. Mm. Um, and, and I was, then, and then, you know, that was a, that was a difficult six months, not only at the time, but also then as a, uh, to how it kind of affected things afterwards but yeah it it, it, it you know i'm being sl- you know you can tell that i'm slightly skirting around the issue <laughs> because i don't want to, i don't want to say i forced her i don't want to say i raped her mm-hmm. and i don't think that i did because i don't recall there being you know a lot of physical like i didn't overpower her or anything like that but i also know that I did persuade her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when she didn't really want to. Yeah. Um, creates a little gray area, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I bring that up because, you know, it, it, 
it's the, it's the story of what happened, you know, and it started off in one way and it finished in another way, you know, and there are other, there are other stories of incest where, you know, maybe, you know, the say brother and sister only, I'm just talking about sibling incest where it started later and they, you know, or they went, it started as adults or it started later and they went into adulthood or, you know, whatever. But mine started young and finished fairly young. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't fucking her as like a, 17 year old and she was 15 right um that's a different experience right Mm -hmm. so so around that time what how did that make you feel like when she's you know saying no and it dwindled down how were you feeling in that moment everything that i've had an issue with going forward to do with sex to do with um sort of consent to do with um desire to do with rejection it's all come from that experience how did i feel i didn't like it i didn't like it i didn't like her saying no i didn't want to be rejected also, it felt good. I didn't want to stop doing it. Um, sounds like a man talking, doesn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to get my dick wet. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that really was it. Yeah, um, but of course, it wasn't. It wasn't just that. There was. I didn't realize at the time, but it was a much, much sort of deeper um, uh, kind of issue for me that was all brewing around that whole experience. But uh, I didn't feel good. It didn't feel good. Um, And when I, I, and also I didn't feel good because of how it seemingly made her feel. However, that didn't stop me after we stopped for being from terrorizing her. (laughs) And I think that was probably because I was just, yeah, that was rejection. Wasn't it pissed off at being rejected? Now, terrorizing, what does that mean? Well, I say terrorizing, okay. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, I mean, rephrase it. It's about a striking word, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I did pull it out somewhere. Um, so I would kind of continue masturbating in front of her when the door was open. Mm. I would, um, you know, show those kind of porn mags and, and I'd like lay those out on the floor so she could see them, see what I was masturbating to. And now I think in my head, that was me trying to attract her back. Mm. Just say, look, you know, come, come <laughs> in and come back. Look, I suppose it might be the, the monocle was like a dick pic. I mean, now people, <laughs> men would just send their dick to a woman, right? So I'm literally sat in my room with my dick out, <laughs> some porn going, Come back. Right. Come Look back. what you're missing. <laughs> Look what you're missing, yeah. And eventually that, you know, that just that entire act there would eventually get me into trouble, you know, as an adult. But that all stemmed from then, you know. That all stemmed from back then, from that trying to kind of recapture that that thing that we had and to sort of, yeah, convince her to kind of carry on. Mm. Do you, did you do you think you felt any kind of 
sort of the like emotional romantic feelings to her there towards the end. We no. Okay. So it was just no. purely just that physical sex. It was. It was just that physical thing. Um and no, you know, because the, there wasn't any kind of romantic feelings. And actually, you know, they then turned, you know, it, 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 things got harder between us as we both went into our teenage years. And, you know, it, it, we kind of, we were, we were not uh, compatible siblings really after that. Mm. Yeah. It damaged, it damaged the relationship. I mean, it broke it. So. Definitely. Hmm. And when you were teenagers, I mean, what was that like? Was that just, you know, two teenagers just totally avoiding each other? Hmm. Well, apart from me, when I was masturbating, <laughs> opening in front of her, um, you know, for for several years after that. Um, and, you know, some other behaviors that I got into um, that... Uh, maybe maybe uh frowned upon by some <laughs> maybe titillating maybe titillating for others <laughs> <laughs> you know but um like going into a room going through a panty drawer you know like sending her um a rather naughty like putting naughty notes in a room you know for her to see Kind of sexual harassment, I suppose, is what you would call that. Mm. Um, you know, let's uh, let's be honest. <laughs> it, it didn't feel it didn't feel like harassment from me. That wasn't my motivation. My vote, my motivation was enticement. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, you know, but 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 it wasn't, was it? You know. Now there may be some people listening that like the idea of going into their, you know, pulling out their sister's dirty panties and, you know, <laughs> smelling them or masturbating into them or leaving a lewd notes and showing up porn and stuff like that might be. Uh, and, you know, and I, uh, here's the thing. I continue to get off on it. <laughs> so even though I kind of knew it was wrong, like I would then get that thrill of her walking past my room, seeing me, and then ignoring me. <laughs> and I think as I, as this sort of dynamic shifted and there became more kind of um, disdain on her part, disgust, you know, she really started to dislike me quite a lot. <laughs> mm. I can blame her. I <laughs> found that weirdly, I found that quite thrilling in a way. I find it quite thrilling that I could shock her. Interesting. By, by you know, by masturbating in front of her, and then when she ignored me, I would then come. <laughs> yeah, and it all, everything that I then am and became, all kind of came from that experience in one way or another. If you trace it back, so. You keep saying that what I became, what, what does that mean? Like how, you know, I guess that kind of ties into how did this experience affect you, you know, uh, later on. So, yeah, well, well, 
it had positive and negative effects. It initially had a kind of negative effect as I became like much older. When I left home and I sort of was, I was a young man, and I could really see things from an adult point of view, um, I then became incredibly um, laden with guilt mm. and confusion, and sort of was I a was I a perpetrator? Was I a sexual abuser? Was I was I a paedophile? Mm. All of these kinds of questions. Um, if I ruined her life, you know, all that kind of stuff, which, which is, you know, it, it, it it's difficult. It's difficult because even though, even though I didn't particularly like her at that time, <laughs> I still wanted to find value in myself, right? Mm-hmm. So it's this weird kind of thing of, I didn't really care that much about her, but at the same time, I felt there were moments I felt absolutely, you know, like devastated i mean is suicidal a bit too much probably but i felt pretty desolate and you know uh and very uh very sort of very unsure about who i was and that's the other thing you know am i a bad person am i a monster mm. you know am i because i didn't just have the thoughts i did it yeah but i did it when i was really young and i wasn't how could i i can't how could I have be be uh, convicted of adult things as a child? So that whole kind of mishmash was mm-hmm. difficult at times. On the other hand, when I look back, I also know now that it was part of my introduction and the beginning of my journey into, you know, why I'm presenting myself on here as Millie. <laughs> you know, I'm not a trans uh, girl, but I am very fluid in my gender and I realized that those early kind of explorations was eventually I realized was part of that experience because it wasn't like just sexual satisfaction it was it was it was interest and obsession you know in the in the anatomy of it and it was you know desperate jealousy that I didn't have it and I wanted it. So I was going to do every, you know, I was going to get to know that vagina <laughs> as good, as good as if it was my own. <laughs> that, that's basically what it was. Basically what it was. And when I was fucking her, I was also trying to imagine what it was like to be her being fucked. Mm. And that sort of carried on as well. And I guess that's why I'm sort of stuck. You know, I don't consider myself, um, like a full-on pedophile but when i do have fantasies or thoughts of that kind of age it's always because it's stuck around my that that age that we stopped having sex and that that change in in the body you know when you go from being a girl to being a woman and, and and identifying those changes in really kind of minute detail mm-hmm. um and so that age of around 11, 12, when you're not quite big enough for a bra, but you're definitely poking out from your vest mm-hmm. and you know that butt sticking out a bit further than it used to in those shorts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that pussy's a little bit more sort of fleshy and tasty mm-hmm. and 
feels kind of good you know all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um it's sort of, sort of rambling a little bit but that that's that's the effect it you know had on me it was the start of my uh of me working out my gender status which is very very fluid and very very volatile as well volatile is- that's probably for another episode <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yes because um, it, it, it volatile because it, it just swishes around so much and so okay. there's, there's, there's feminine and masculine you know it's sort of swishing around in me and out of me constantly mm. and i and so one of the positive positive things for me was i realized that that experience was me realizing even at that young age that it wasn't something quite didn't quite click with me about who i was hmm. so that whole sex with her was part you know you know just partly the boy partly the physical partly the male partly the curiosity partly just the pleasure but also partly the female of trying to understand you know a female body and that's when I first started trying to to learn about it and you know I would love to hear from other men because I'm sitting here thinking I don't know if many males in your experience would have thought I wonder what she's feeling or I wonder what it feels like for a cop to go in that pussy. Um, I I wouldn't imagine that would be something most boys would think about. Yeah, Um, I would, I would agree. I'd be surprised many that, you know, responded to this saying I felt the same thing. Yeah. That's interesting. It's a very difficult and it was also it took years by the way to get to that realization hmm. but that was the beginning of it yeah. yeah at the time you don't think anything of it you don't go why aren't i just like why aren't i just grunting and fucking this why am i so interested in how she reacts when i touch it there or if i lick hmm. it there hmm. or you know um and i wasn't just being a considerate lover <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, <age. laughs> that was just pure like it, you, you know, it happens to be your body, but I don't. I'm not that interested in you. It's right. it's body that I'm interested in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, did you ever have a discussion with your sister, like as an adult, about what happened? Yeah, that's a very good question. That is a very good question. We never had an overt discussion about what happened in the sense of, you know, I've never got from her, for example, her account. So, no, we never had a discussion in that sense. Oh, I remember you doing this. No, I thought it was like this way around. Yeah. And I, you know, and then when this happened, does something change? You know, we never had that kind of discussion. So I never actually found out what it was like from her perspective, but there was one, there was one time, one time when it was, it was kind of acknowledged properly. And it was at a time when we were trying to reconciliate as adults, much older at this point, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and 
I remember that she kind of like we got together. <laughs> this is going to sound fucking mental. <laughs> so I got together with her, my then girlfriend and her, I think it was her husband then. Um, <laughs> we got together. They came to stay with me mm-hmm. uh, and we got together and basically took, we all took a bit of ecstasy that night <laughs> and to kind of help the mood of the evening to be a bit more open. Mm-hmm. And then we did sort of talk, but not but because there was, you know, those four of us. So we didn't go into the detail, but we did sort of go into and under the, the influence of ecstasy, of course, everything's a little bit easier. So there were, there appeared to be a lot of reconciliation. And then after that, I then sent a quite a long email getting as close to like putting down on paper. I mean, I, I didn't actually put down on paper precisely what happened. Mm-hmm. But as you know, if you presented what I wrote to a court, they would certainly have, you know, I think they would have uh, no difficulties in figuring out what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So I suppose there was an interaction where um, we were, I was sort of quite open and, and just to explain to her how it had affected me, you know, how I'd struggled with it sort of afterwards and how bad I felt for her you know, um, that she had obviously had a tough time after it. And I just said that, you know, because obviously I knew how her life had gone and things she had done. That doesn't exist anymore. That was then. But you asked me whether we talked about it as an adult. That's probably the only time we really Mm. kind of, kind of spoke about it. Mm. So did she write back on that email that you sent? No. Interesting. No, she didn't. That was just me just kind of pouring it out, I think. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably, I needed to do that probably more for me than it was for her. And she probably realized that. <laughs> she, was, she wasn't going to, well, what could she say? She wasn't going to write back and say, I forgive you because, mm if that's how she felt, like if she'd felt I'd done, if if she felt that I'd wronged her, she wasn't going to say, I forgive you. And also I know because of how things ended, you know, that, you know, that she wasn't particularly happy about it. So, Hmm. you know, she wasn't, I don't, I didn't expect her to kind of try and say anything to me to, you know, ease my conscience, let's say. Yeah. I didn't expect anything. Um, but those feelings have long gone, so yeah. now I hate the itch. There you go. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it, it sounds like you guys really haven't had any sort of positive relationship at all. No, no. no. Yeah. So we, we, we currently have zero relationship. Mm. And um, that's how it, it will be until, well, until the end. Right. So that, that, that's finished. So, I mean, you know, there'll be stories of incest where it's love, where, you know, they just couldn't help but love each other and they knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they eloped and went off and they had to have a relationship. Um, there'll be other, you know, and I know people, obviously, we both know people that, have been in incestuous relationships that are very different to the one I'm describing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the one I'm describing is still one that existed, and you know, it uh, there were the the bits that are titillating, you know, like the fucking, and even now when I use it and I talk about it in my sex work, um, I have no qualms in saying things that relate to that, like you know, when you say the words. I fucked my sister pussy. I sucked my cock in my sister's cunt. Those words still, they still excite me. And I know they still excite other people. And I still enjoy that. This is a weird thing. I still enjoy that. I still can get off on that, even from this distance, hmm. as well as put myself back in that situation and realise that, you know, probably wasn't the right thing to do. Right. That's what makes us human, isn't it? We can have all. We can have lots of different thoughts at the same time. Yeah. Well, and when it comes to like things of sexual nature, I think is interesting because you know you have the people that like to be humiliated, but only in that sexual setting. You know, so it's yeah. I kind of see it like that. Like, yeah, it, it, she really fucking pisses me off, but <laughs> I will definitely use her um, in in my head and with. Uh, yeah, a phone sex caller. Um, so do you <clears throat> do you think? Well, let me ask this. Actually, you know, you had sex with your sister. Um, the next time, the second woman that you had sex with, what was that like? Oh. <clears throat> Well, I was quite accomplished for someone of my age. <laughs> you knew all about that pussy. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the next time I had I had sex, so I was fifteen. Um, which is still the age that I give to people who ask when I lost my virginity, when that question comes up, as it does in our lives. I uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't yeah, say nine. <laughs> well, well, it wasn't, you know, and also it depends. What do you call virginity? Does it have to be intercourse for it to be, mm. to be not? Yeah, so that was what eleven, about eleven, twelve. I think that's that's. I don't want to have to explain that away. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, um, I'm happy just to explain it to everyone who's listening to this instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was fifteen, but she was eighteen. Oh, but that's quite an interesting dynamic as well. Wow! She, yeah, she was technically an adult. I was technically a child, but I didn't feel very childlike. Right. Um, and uh, it it was amazing. <laughs> it really was. It was fucking amazing. It was classic. It was your classic in front of you know an open fire on a sort of on a on a on a faux kind of sheepskin or po like white rug, you know, in front of the fire. That's amazing. Classic. I mean, real yeah. classic stuff. And and her seducing me, you know, because she was she was older. It was at her place, so she kind of made it all happen. Wow. Um, and it was fucking amazing. So, in that sense, you know, if you if you consider that as my first real sexual experience, where there was a sort of an emotional 
investment in it. You know, where I had a feel. You know, I fancied her. I didn't fancy my sister. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to fuck her, and then I wanted to be her, getting fucked by me. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's you know, <laughs> you can digest that for a second. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was amazing. And, uh, so I, you know, I didn't have one of those really bad f- quote first time experiences. It was amazing. Did you think about your sister during it? I didn't during that one. No, no. Mm. I think by then I didn't want to think about her. Mm. Um, yeah. I just wanted, I wanted a proper escape. Uh, no. And, and this girl was, well, woman, you know, she was, she was, she had a woman's body and, uh, and to a 15 year old, that was suddenly a lot more interesting than an 11 year old's body. Mm. That's changed somewhat over the years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of my, a lot of my fantasies and all this stuff that I, I kind of get into with, like I say, with my, my sex work is, you know, if I'm talking about girls of that age, I will very often draw on my sister. So that experience still lives with me now. And I still use it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I use it now to get, to get other people off. I use it, you know, to help other people get off. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind doing that. Uh, because, you know, we're all can, we, we know each other through this server and, the message in there and um i do phone sex work and it it i would rather guys came and you know jerked off with me on the phone while i talked to them about fucking an 11 year old then then they go out and do it you know yeah, yeah. so i i'm happy to use this titillation but also you know and i get off on it i've stopped feeling bad about it uh, quite a long time ago because i i figured out and i reconciled um, all the sort of different aspects, you know, it wasn't the right thing to do. Um, but I'm not a predator. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a perpetrator. I, mm-hmm. I didn't, um, you know, I did, I didn't behave fantastically with her, but I, I'm, I'm content enough that those actions of a child were not motivated by bad. You know, like inherent bad, even though I did things that were very wrong mm-hmm. and inappropriate. I don't think there's many nine-year-olds that would have that, um, you know, that evil kind of thing. Not many. Um, no, it's not the nine-year-old, though, I was think I was, you know, that, that haunted me afterwards. It was the, it was the um, 12, mm. 13-year-old. Yeah. Because yeah. he did know better. He did know better. Not enough. Not like a full on own. Not like an adult. <laughs> yeah. He kind of knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I still had that. But but I'm through all that, and you know, I don't think I'm I'm uh, I'm evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um. Yeah, that that's uh, that experience happened. It's and it's formed who I am. Um. But also, like as I said, it also forms a lot of what I do and how I use that in the server and how I use it on the phone calls. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Let's just say that you're <clears throat> hypothetically you're in a room and your sister walks in the door present day and throws herself on you, takes off her clothes and says, fuck me, Millie. <laughs> mm. Do you fuck her? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I do. I fuck her, but I fuck her um, angry and with mm. with a fair amount of of hatred. Mm. So it'd be quite a rough fuck. Mm. Yeah, but I would. Yeah, definitely, yeah. absolutely. But but like I say, but but more probably. <laughs> but again, you know, it's not one of those. It ain't a Mills and Boons version of. You know, this thing happened when we were teenagers, and and then we just twenty years later we realised we just only had love for each other. Um, <laughs> it would be you know. You. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I, I've got to be careful because I don't want to go off on like a really, on a big rant about her and about my feelings towards her post all of this because there's all of my family stuff tied up in it, which isn't really relevant. Let's just say the answer to your question is I would fuck her, but it would be a hate, it would be a hate fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't even know I was going to say that. <laughs> I feel, like, I feel like there's a lot of layers underneath there. We don't have to oh, there's a fuckload of layers. <laughs> I had to pull back because I thought that's not what I'm on here for. That's right. what we're talking about. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah, that's, that's an insight well, into the wider the, picture. That's the interesting part though, when it comes to incest sex, because you're not gonna I just feel like um most likely you're not gonna have those layers underneath. You know, someone you just had sex with, you know, uh, in your twenties. Mm. You know that that's mm. not there. There's so there's family and yeah. So that's the interesting part to it. <clears throat> it is uh, very woven, interwoven, yeah. very much into all of that. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it's. Uh, but then again, you know, you also <laughs> there are. Did, I, did this, is this a negative story? I was about to say there are positive stories. I suppose on the whole this would be a negative story because it did affect her badly and it did affect me badly for a while. Um, so I think you have to say it would have been better had it not happened. You know, I think if you weighed everything up, it would be better. I mean, there were things that I feel came out of it for me that have that have formed a lot of the positive stuff for me mm-hmm. but i think i would have got there anyway you know yeah i think i would have got there anyway um that whole experience definitely gave me a lot of insight but i think i would have got there anyway so could we could it have not happened and things would have been better most likely mm. do you enjoy incest porn because you know you can we all know you can open up the porn tube sites and I, you know, it's going to yeah. be something sibling. Do you enjoy those? Yeah, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. And I always go for sibling. I'm I'm not really interested in mummy boy or daddy girl stuff. Mm-hmm. It's always sibling. I don't mind older sister and younger brother. That's okay. But it's that sister. It's a sibling dynamic where the parents aren't involved yeah. and and yeah i do i do i i yeah i absolutely love it mm. 
mm-hmm. and I always try and look for stuff. Um, <laughs> for me, if you're looking at incest porn, you have to accept that it's not real incest. And therefore, for me, sometimes if they try and make it too real, but you know it's not real, it's sort of a little bit dull. Whereas if you are just blatant, you know, of course it's not real, but you say all the right words. Mm. That's the thing for me. It has to have the trigger words. It's got to have the language, you know, more than a title. Like, Don't just tell me that's a brother and a sister fucking. (laughs) <laughs> in the title i need to hear them say that to each other uh, yeah you know if you're not calling each other brother and sister how do i know you're brother and sister <laughs> so it's all it's all right it's all about language and yeah. um i have i do have <clears throat> a favorite or two of mine that i would always go to i'd recommend oh. fifi fox would be my high recommendation for that fifi fox yeah i love her stuff it's it's really, it's all studio set. It's complete nonsensical because, you know, the mother looks like 10 years older than the kids. I don't care. I don't care. If you're calling them your son and your daughter and they're calling you mom, I don't give a fuck. If that's what it does. For me, it's a language. Yeah. 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 So I watch loads of fucking incest porn. <laughs> stuck. You know, it's stuck. It's stuck. It sticks with you. Those early sexual experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So one last question from me before we move on to listener questions. Well, actually, before we move on to my slutty questions. Um, Have you ever told anyone that you fucked your sister besides me and however many number of people will be listening to this? (laughs) You mean kind of people that I know? Yeah. In real IRL. Yes. Yes. I should say that. Real people. I have. I have. I have. <clears throat> so there was a time when it became known to my parents. Oh. Um, it was about, uh, I was around 30. And um, she had obviously said something to them. Hmm. And they, you know, oh, you know, your sister sort of said, said something. Don't really understand it. It said something to us. And I knew, I knew what it was about. And I remember saying to them, okay, look, uh, I, I, we're going to have this conversation one time right now. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest, right? And we can and we can talk about whatever you want now, mm-hmm. but I will not talk about it again. Mm-hmm. And I told them. Now I didn't go into the same detail as you. I wasn't explaining to them. Oh yeah, mum, I used to come inside her <laughs> and then watch it trickle out right. of a cunt and into a down into a bum crack. <laughs> That's not what they needed to hear. But I did sort of say to them, look, there was some look, there was some sexual. Um, activity between the two of us, it was all a bit, you know, you know, and I gave them a very sort of a soft version as you would, mm-hmm. but I told, but they, so they knew at that point and we never spoke about it again. And then I told 
my uh, therapist, the one that I got that actually worked. Okay. And I told, who else have I told? I told my... ex mm. one of my exes that's it that's it wow. yeah how did your yeah. ex your ex react probably not like anyone listening to this including me where it's like ooh, really tell me more or yeah she like whipped that. she whipped she whipped off her pants and started fingering herself immediately that i mentioned it no i'm really? kidding Oh, I was like, wow. Yeah, but, yeah, that's just one for all those fucking perverts out there. They think I don't know. <laughs> that's what you'd be doing. Oh, tell me more. Um, I think she was surprised. Um, and she was... Oh, no, I did tell somebody else. Oh, fuck. How could I forget that? Oh, my God. Oh, just a much better story. <laughs> <laughs> I told two of my exes. Fucking hell. Oh. The last one, which was kind of a long, much longer term, much more serious relationship. That's the one I was kind of thinking about. She, she was just, she, you know, because she knew about the tension between me and her. So I had to, I just, in the end, I just had to tell her why. So I told her and she was basically like, oh, right, okay. And then sort of moved on because we were, you know, much older by then. And, you know, I wasn't really having a relationship with my sister of any kind really by then. But of course, when you had a family thing, there would be that sort of, you know, be that, that sort of, we would be in this, if we were in the same room or same space, then there was that tension. So I had to tell her. Um, and she was sort of understanding and just sort of, you know, put it down to one of those things that happened to her then partner in his youth. You know what I mean? It wasn't really anything to do with her. Yeah. But a much more fun story. And <laughs> 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 I'm high now. <laughs> right. I spent a year just after my face, so in my early thirties, I spent a year in a relationship with a bisexual girl and somebody who was sort of actively bisexual myself. That was great. Hmm. She I told her because she had fucked her half-brother. But she had fucked her half-brother sort of as, like, adults. Wow. So that's a whole kind of completely different dynamic and, you know, whatever. But, yes, so I told her. And then we would use that quite a lot in our in our sex play. Yeah, a lot, actually. How the fuck could I forget that? It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. We use it a lot. We use it a lot because... Um, you know, we would obviously, we could do, we could be brother and sister, but also like we were quite mean and I would like, we would tease each other about our experiences, you know, mm. I would like mock her about this, about her brother or, you know, she would, she would call me like a, <laughs> she'd call me like a child molester, you know, and <laughs> sister. so she was into it. She was well into yeah. it for all that stuff. And, you know, and she was a player, and we, we were about a year on a kind of swinging scene, and it was it was very, very active. And I did tell her, and she fucking loved it. There you go. That's, there I you love go. That, yeah. There you go, yeah. I mean, that's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> it's to really yeah. 
it is to have a it's to have a kind of pervy pedo girlfriend or wifey, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, like you, someone like you, for example, <laughs> <laughs> you would make you would make great partner material. But yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah well, I'm sure that's why all, that's why all the perverts love you. <laughs> They'd all love to be your partner. Um, but that was about a year, and that was hella fun. Fucking hell, that was great. How could I forget that? <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting. I went to the I went to the really sort of glum, doer, sort of more serious, mm-hmm. like more expected what you would mm-hmm. expect, and that did happen. But actually, the other one's much more fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, she sounds like fun. She was great fun. So uh, and I'm just kidding. And she, <laughs> and she was so hot. And she was from Northern Ireland as well, she, which is an amazing accent. Mm. It's one of my favourite accents. So if anybody's not heard it out there, go and Google it and look up a Northern Irish, Northern Belfast accent. Mm. Um, it's hot as fuck. So, um, yeah, they did. So that's when it kind of, that's when it sort of came up, I guess, in adult life and we used it as play. So, like, if you're talking about fantasies, you know what we do in the server. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can have fun with those fantasies. You know, the words are just words. I think that's why I like hearing them in the porn, you know, that I watch. I like hearing the words. Yeah. Yeah, it gives, <laughs> your, gives your genitals a little twitch, you know, because it's... But it is, yeah, and it is, but it is just words. Mm-hmm. So you can say to someone like on the phone or on a on a cam call or in a you know, in a role play. Yeah. I don't know if you better say, you know, I wanna fuck my sister. Mm-hmm. I wanna fuck my brother, I wanna fuck my daddy. <laughs> <clears throat> we know some people like would like to fuck their daddy, don't we, darling? We do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you know. I'm I'm here to kind of break the taboo, if you like. Yeah. Yes, mine comes from a real life experience. It might not be the kind of experience that people that are tuning in would have expected. You know, it might be much more the kind of experience that this ex girlfriend of mine had. The sort of, you know, you fucking like a half brother as an adult when you were drunk, and then just sort of carried on, which is a much 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 different experience to mine. But um. I think mine has value uh, as a story, you know, it's, it's quite an interesting story and um, maybe, maybe a different perspective on other incest stories. I'd be curious to know if there is anyone, you know, has had that kind of similar experience where you started and stopped quite young, mm-hmm. you know, where it didn't, where the activity didn't carry on into, you know, mm-hmm. into your later teens or adulthood i'll be quite interested to see if anybody gets back to you you know yeah. with that kind of experience i was definitely going to uh include in the outro to please get hold of me if you have <laughs> incest stories because you know everybody loves an incest story <laughs> yeah i mean i still came inside her you know i still stuck my cock inside my sister's pussy and i still licked her out and I did all those things, and I still got to. We played with each other's assholes, and we fingered each other. <laughs> did all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I like using all of that stuff in my calls. I'm very, and because it comes from the an ex, place of experience, yeah. it, it there's no. I don't need to try and make stuff up. So you it goes really well. Like, you know what I mean? when you're doing, yeah. And so for phone sex, for example, that's really good. Yeah. So my slutty questions are this: Do you consider okay. yourself a slut, Millie? Not anymore. <laughs> what does that mean? I used to be a slut. Yeah. Terrible slut. <laughs> Terrible slut. Uh, but I'm celibate now. Mm. That's okay. a whole different pod. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> so, many, so many other pods. <laughs> yes. Um, and, so you I know. used to be. When I was active, I was absolutely a fucking slut. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you. I couldn't tell you how many people's gen- and you know, and and I am fluid, so men and and women. I don't know how many genitals I've had in on me. I, I honestly, it's and it's not a braggadocious thing. I was just very. I mean, you know, I was very very active in the pursuit of trying to figure out who the fuck I was. Mm-hmm. That's the whole yeah. gender thing. So um, one of the ways I tried to find out was through um, having a lot of sex. Yeah. Fuck yeah. With lots of different people. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it just know, is. That's, I was going to take some time to just inflate your ego, which is, you know, not something I typically do. But that that's why I just adore you, because you have just such these deep layers um, to you that I just love to peek into. <laughs> mm. um, now, if you had to sum it up in one statement, what turns you on? Right now. <laughs> that's a perfect statement. I don't know if you meant to say that, but that's really a perfect statement to that. Was that an actual question? Um, what's on? I tell you, what gives you the most? It, it's I have a weird relationship with sex now. I told you I'm celibate, so I don't have any physical sex anymore, mm-hmm. apart from sucking off the odd stranger in a lay-by. I don't count that as sex. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't, I don't count that. It's like waving. I don't count that as sex. <laughs> so, uh, but apart from that, you know, I don't have any physical contact. So it's all in my mind. My pleasure is all in my mind. And I, and the thing that turns me on the most now, now, I think you know the answer to this, is making people, mainly men, come. Mm-hmm. I mean, that genuinely is is the thing that gives me the most pleasure. But that's all to do with gender and my femme, my yeah. femme side. Love it. We have that in common, darling. Um, so let me take a look at the listener questions before we wrap it up, see if we didn't cover... Um, oh, we didn't cover this. Um, one of the listeners wanted to ask, did you ever get almost caught by parents or other siblings yeah parents parents there weren't any other siblings one time parents i don't know how and and also i don't know how it, it didn't happen more often when i think about it basically 
they saw all the porn that I had laid out kind of to expose to my sister. Mm-hmm. And have we got time? This is a great story. This is yeah. so embarrassing. This is how bad it was. I laid out the porn. And for some reason, they were there or they were upstairs or whatever. They saw it before she did. And I had to, I had to explain why I had laid out all these magazines, all these porn magazines open. And, you know, in a manner that clearly wasn't just for me. Because it wasn't in your room, I'm assuming. Well, it was sort of the door was open and it was sort of kind of in the doorway of the door, maybe a little bit in the hallway, maybe just a little bit. (laughs) But it was clearly like, this is not you just tossing off on your own in your room. Yeah. Like with a magazine on your bed that we'd happen to walk in on. This is what the fuck. Right. (laughs) And this, I remember this. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. (laughs) But I said I was going to be honest. This is the nearest I got to being caught. I always had to explain it. I couldn't say to them, I've laid out all the porn for my sister because I want her to carry on fucking me. So I said to them, I had got too much into porn I've been like finding all this been I've been just I've been wanking so much. <laughs> I've been jerking off so much, right, with this porn. I needed to stop, but I didn't know how to ask. So I just put it out there. Oh I wanted god. you to find it. Oh my god. <laughs> I said I knew you'd love that. I had to say that as an excuse. I had to put myself forward as a chronic masturbator. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's really, I can't even think of any other things you could have said. Right? I had to, I had to sell myself as an utter wanker. Oh my God. Rather than, you know, confess to, to, you know, having sex with my sister. Yeah, that. So, yeah, I did nearly get caught. What a fucking story that is. <laughs> and then, so this last question, it's funny because I feel like I could answer this. So I'm going to um, switch it up a little bit. They said, how did well, you... It. Why don't we see if you can answer it? How did Form you it. first find out about sex? And I feel like you would say, well, from my sister and the porn yeah. magazine. Yeah. You well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I found out. I found out from having sex with my sister. Um uh, with the help of some porn magazines, yeah. Mm. To help with illustrations. Um, but the rest was all kind of practical experimentation. Yeah. Well, I think that's why my when I lost my virginity, quote unquote. I think that's why it was so good because I was, I could fuck her really well. So I wasn't really nervous or anything. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And she was take, you know, she thought she was taking my virginity. Mm. I mean, yeah, technically she wasn't, but she was the only person. She was the, only, she was the first person that I was going to fuck outside my own family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, <laughs> so I, I look at that as being my virginity. Yeah, you go stumped. I look at that as sort of being breaking my virginity. So, yeah, but, but so she was taking my virginity. So it was the fire and it was the rug and it was her plate. So she was laying on all of this. And I was more than happy to kind of, you know, be looked after. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but when it came to, you know, sticking my cock in her, I knew what I was doing. It, you know, as much as a 15-year-old can do if he's been fucking his sister for a couple of years. Um, I mean, you knew where the clit was. Yeah. No, I knew all the bits were. So, um, and she had a good time. And and again, and that sort of also formed it, because actually, looking back at it now, I then became a sort of lover who, who was very much kind of a pleaser and a teacher. And I, and I for years, was very much very unselfish as a lover my pleasure came from from sort of teaching and you know helping others learn and i suppose in the same way now my pleasure comes from making other making men come it's just gone like full circle i you know? I'm, I'm just gonna stick this in this is this is coming for me i think that you are i'm assuming that you just must be fantastic at giving oral to a woman. You're assuming that about me? Yeah. You'd be right. <laughs> yes. I can imagine you would have a lot of just because, you know, I know you and I know you, you, you want that. You want that, that cunt for yourself. Um, as in yeah. you wish you had. So I imagine there's a lot of like connection to it and, you know, how can I make this, this particular hole? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're all different, I, right? They're all different. They are all different. I used to give head to a woman, um, literally to, you know, to, yeah. I mean, I wanted to know what made them feel so good so that I could connect with it. And it just gets a little bit faffy, but I can kind of connect with it mentally. And in a way, you know, I've had to do a lot of vicarious pleasure through other, you know, through women, other women, through women and their vaginas throughout my life. Mm-hmm. I've had vicarious pleasure through several. But I got to know how every fucking, every millimeter works, every single bit of it works. I need to know microscopically, you know, every fold, every curve, every the shape of the mound, the you know, the differences in the slits and the lips and the. So yeah, but we are we are straying, aren't we, into the gender thing? But <laughs> I'm great, but I've stopped doing it. And yeah. I tell you what, I'm even better than giving head to girls. I can give head to guys. Mm. you know because as, as much as i try with a woman as much as i really put the effort in and really try and put myself in there you know you, you can't if you don't have it you can't yeah. but i do have a cock and so i give amazing blowjobs mm. <laughs> <laughs> well that's why that's that's why it's the only thing i still do occasionally like i say in a lay-by i can just you know park up and get a cock or two to suck on 
and then it gives me pleasure seeing them come. You slut. <laughs> oh, yes. You did ask me. I swear. But it's really not very often. Really I know, not very I often. I love it. I love it. I don't think you can call that empty. You're talking about maybe once every f- few months, four, mm. five, six months. Yeah, very, very rarely. Yeah. Very rarely. You just get a hunger for it, don't you? <laughs> no, it's occasionally, right? Occasionally. I don't, I don't need to fuck yeah. anymore, but occasionally you just want to grab that fucking helmet and, you know, slurp mm. it all down. Again, I'm straying. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. I'm enjoying it. Um, (laughs) Well, Millie, thank you. Thank you for being so vulnerable about uh, being a sister fucker and um, your life. Sister fucker. That's one of my my favorite trigger words to use with uh, sibling incest. Sister fucker. Yeah. Mm. Well, she, what about a brother fucker? Because she was a brother fucker. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't hit as hard as sister fucker. But yeah, it's still good. Yeah. yeah. Brother fucking slut. That that kind of feels good. Yeah. From the girlie's <laughs> point of view, that's better, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, see, now you asked me about what turns me on. Mm. Yeah. This kind of talk turns me on. Mm. So... You better wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are wrapping it up again. Now, truly, thank you, Melly. I enjoyed my conversation. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to episode five. I fucked my sister with Millie. Enjoying the Slut Next Door podcast? You should come join my Discord server where you could ask listener questions, give feedback, get to know me and others, and enjoy our delicious porn channels chock full of hotness, fetishes, kinks. You can find the Discord server at discord.gg slash slutnextdoor, or you can follow me on Twitter at slut underscore next underscore door. All right, you guys talk soon. Bye.